Welcome to the Soul Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Beltoff, and I am so grateful that you are here with me today. If you are returning, oh, thank you. You just light my heart with so much joy, knowing that we get to spend our Sundays together. Thank you for being here. And if you are new, I am so grateful to have you joining us. I really invite you to settle in, to grab a cup of tea, maybe lace up your sneakers and take me with you on your walk. Know that this is a conversation between us and we are here and we are in this together. And also, if you are new, I really want to invite you to stop on over and join in the Soul Circle community space. So I have this podcast where we start our conversations and then it's in the community space where they continue, where we have the opportunity to really connect with one another, to see each other, to share our stories and just to go deeper. So if you haven't joined yet already, please come on by because there's just so much goodness happening over in the community space. And it really provides an opportunity for us to connect more deep with one another, which is really what we all need. So come on over and say hello. And also in the community space, I am really excited because we are starting our very first book club today. I know, so exciting. Now, the book is The Artist Way by Julia Cameron. And many of you might have actually worked through this book already on your own. It's a really great book for digging into your creative journey and unearthing who you are. And it's great to do on your own, but I'm so looking forward to doing this with a group because it will allow us to just go deeper. It will allow us to really dive into the topics and explore them and see that we're not alone. So many of the same things that bubble up or that we feel, or even all of our doubts and worries, like we all experience them. And we always look on the outside, looking into other people's lives and thinking, oh, everything is so perfect with them. Everything is amazing. That you don't really see the real truth behind it. But when we kind of dig in and do this work together, we'll get to see that we're so much more alike than we realize. And we can support each other where we all need the support because someone will be stronger in one area and they'll be able to lean in and help someone in another area. And it's just magical. So I really hope that you will join us. This is my very first time hosting a book club. So I'm a little nervous, but also very excited to see where it goes, to see the kind of things that unfold. And to just take this journey week by week, we are going to be doing one chapter a week and really diving in. So it's going to be, I think it's a 13 week journey when we include like the introduction part of the book. So come on by. It's all taking place in the Soul Circle community and today starts. But if you don't have the book, you still have time to get it and to join us. So I look forward to seeing you over there. Now for today's episode, we're really going to dive into unearthing who you are. Now, this is a journey of a lifetime, right? Where we kind of learn who we are and what our strengths are and what our passions and motivations are and really find our core. And we start very young, that seeking, and we continue the seeking always, right? I mean, and that's kind of what's beautiful about the journey is that it's never ending. We always continue to grow, to learn, and to become. 
and I'm on the journey, you're on the journey, and here we are kind of working through it and figuring it out. And so I'm going to start by just taking you back and sharing a lot of my personal stories and how I learned and changed and grew along the way. So we're going to go back to when I was really, really small before the world told me who I was. Now we all have that moment, right? Just take a moment to think back to that. Because there was a time when we were truly in that discovery mode where we didn't know, you know, kind of the labels that were put on things or what was possible. We were just dreamers. We thought we could be astronauts. We thought we could change the world. We thought we could be a firefighter or a teacher or whatever it was. Like we had these wild and amazing dreams and really believed like that's what we could do. And it was in your heart, right? Like you fully believed it and you were there. Go back to that time. Remember that time. When I was very young, I always wanted to be a teacher. I remember even um, taking my brothers. I grew up with three brothers in a small town. And there was one Christmas, I got this amazing teaching set, like filled with anything a little kid could just want or desire. It had little school bell, cute little certificates you could fill out to give people, report cards and little um, trinkets for like doing a good job. It was uh, everything. And I remember asking my brothers, you know, to play school. You know, I will be the teacher. You will be the students. And we would sit down at my kitchen table. And my older brother, nope, he was out. Not going to have it. (laughs) But my two younger brothers, I got to play along with me. And I loved every moment of it. It was just so much fun to to be the teacher. Wanting to be a teacher was always in me ever since I was small. And also was this draw to words, a draw to stationery and books and anything like papery and textile like that. I just loved it all. I loved reading. Going to the library was one of my most favorite things to do. When I was really young, the library was in walking distance from my house and it was so tiny and so cute, but I loved walking there and just browsing the shelves and picking books out and bringing them home. And I always judged a book by a cover, you know, like if I saw the cover and it looked cool, like I'm going to bring it home and see what it's about. And then as the years went on and I moved into high school And even middle school, like the library shifted to the other side of town, but it was still like my thing to do. Like I would jump on my bike all by myself, ride across town, spend hours in the library and ride home. It was like, I probably did that every week. It was one of my favorite places to be. And so books and writing was really what I was drawn to. And also writing in my journal, like that was absolutely one of My most favorite things to do because it really gave me a space to just spill open and to, you know, to get out all the feelings. Because as a kid, as you get go through everything, there's just so much feeling and you might not have somebody to talk to about it. But that open page was a gift to me because it provided me space to really let go into all of it. And to really just spill anything and everything without 
worry of judgment or worry of someone just teasing me over it. You know, I could put down whatever it was. And so looking back on my childhood, I really see how writing and books were just a touchstone and how much time I did spend hanging out in the library and that it just brought me joy. And I wasn't there with anyone else. I was just there with myself, strolling through those aisles, picking out books. And it was, it was my thing. It was totally my thing. And as I grew up, I remember just taking my journals, tucking them under my mattress so my brothers couldn't find them because I didn't want anyone to find what was in there, you know? And I had boxes filled with journals by the time college came. Just so many of them, all shapes and sizes, just whatever notebook I could get my hand on, I was writing in it. And back when I went to college, there was a point where I stopped going to school for a little while and I moved to Pennsylvania. And in moving to Pennsylvania, I was faced with, I'm leaving my family home. What now do I do with all these journals? I could take them with me, but I don't really want to do that because I don't want to be like lugging them around. I could leave them here, but oh my goodness, what if somebody finds them? The last thing I want is for my brothers or my parents to read what was spilled from my heart. That would just be like ripping me open and seeing all sides of me. And not just like the beautiful shiny pieces, but the hurt and the angst. And I probably wrote words about them in there that I don't want them to read, right? And so I made a decision where I decided I'm just going to toss them. I'm going to let go of all of my journals. And it wasn't an easy decision to make because those journals meant so much to me. And to just be like letting them go, that was hard. And I did it though, because I really didn't want to be carrying them around with me. It was a lot (laughs) to carry. And I definitely didn't want someone to find them. So that was a, that was a a pivotal moment in my life to know that I put in all this work and work when I mean just like processing and now I'm just letting it go. I'm releasing, releasing whatever was held inside these books. And um, in college too, I also started blogging. That was when um, I discovered what blogging was. And at that time, it was a really big thing. And it was like sitting on somebody's virtual front porch. And I remember showing up to people's blogs. People were actually writing pretty frequently, like it might have been every other day. And just showing up and getting this insider's look into people's lives and really hearing their stories, really getting the opportunity to feel like you were sitting down with a friend. And I love that so much. I love the connection that came. I love the intimacy of it. And at the time, I was also getting into photography. So it was a great way for me to really just pair together my photos with my writing and put it out into the world. And it's funny because looking back now on some of my earlier posts, it's like those journals in middle school and high school where you're like, Oh my goodness, I don't want anyone (laughs) to see this because I was also like processing angst and hurt and pain and it just feels embarrassing (laughs) to go back and read it. It's not good writing 
but it was just a form of expression. And it, you can really look back on that and see like how far I've come, but yet also what I'm still struggling with, you know, like sometimes we're just always struggling with the same things throughout our entire lives and it just doesn't go away. We just need to keep working and working through it. So that blog became a really big part of my life. And I remember the first time like somebody left a comment because I never told anyone I was blogging. It was um, a total secret. It was just me and the page. And I can't actually can't say it was a secret. It was out on the the World Wide Web. But to me, it was, you know, just me me and my blog. And somebody found it. And somebody wrote a comment and it really opened up my eyes to see like, wow, we can connect with each other through this. And that's amazing. And that's absolutely incredible. And what a gift, because it really made me feel like I wasn't alone. And gosh, we need that, right? We need to know that we're not alone. We need to know that there's others out there like us and we don't have to suffer We can rather, you know, talk it through and figure it out and move forward. And so that was a really pivotal moment in my life when I got that first blog comment. And also another pivotal moment was when my family found my blog because uh, there was no way I was going to tell them about it. I mean, this was really me putting myself out there in a way that I've never done before. And it was almost like taking that shield that I carried around with me and just placing it down so they could see what was beneath it. But I wasn't ready to do that. You know, I I was holding tight to that shield. I didn't want them to see what was below that writer, journaly side of me. I mean, of course they knew it, but they didn't really know me, I felt. And boldly and bravely, I was inspired by someone who had made a video of themselves dancing. And if you know me, like at that time in my life, I was so shy and so quiet that to make a video of myself dancing and put it up on the internet was like way out of character for me. Like that wouldn't be something you would ever think I would do. But I saw it, this woman's video, and it just, it brought me so much joy. And I saw the freedom in her as she was doing it. And the inspiration that was coming out of just people seeing her video. I mean, I was so inspired by it too, that I wanted to make my own video. And so I did, you know, standing in my little tiny apartment, my boyfriend at the time filmed me and I posted it. And I remember walking into work at the time I was working in a restaurant and one of the people said, Oh, I saw your video. And Oh my gosh, I, instantly like lost my breath and was mortified. I was like, you saw what, (laughs) you know, like you weren't supposed to see that. I mean, I put it out on the internet, but not for you. And the funny part is they were just like so excited for me and just thought it was like so cool. And then my brother discovered it. I remember getting an email from him with the one question, is this you? (laughs) Yes, it was me. He saw it. But again, like that mortified feeling of like, oh, I'm making a fool of myself and you're watching it. And it didn't feel good. But 
it was the beginning of this beautiful opening where they started to see me for me, where I didn't have to be so quiet or shy, but I could stand in who I was. And I was accepted for that and loved for that and adored for that. And it was all this time like spent stuffing it down. You realize like, oh, you never had to do that. You could always be who you are and the people around you will love you. But I, I took me a long time to learn that and to see that. And my blog was really, really an invitation to those around me to see me. And at the time, I didn't even know that's what it was. I didn't know how it would open things up for me, how my world would completely change just by starting this tiny little blog and posting ugh, words that I'm embarrassed about now, you know, but it, it was this opening. It was this doorway into me. And I see now that even though I didn't know like the path that was unfolding and what I was doing, I see that I was just following my heart. I was really tuning into what I was drawn to. I was tuning into what made me happy, what made me excited. And I followed that and I went with it. And as I continued to just keep going with those kind of things, more and more I was stepping into myself, more and more I was becoming. And then that's what people were seeing. I wasn't holding up that shield. They were really seeing me and then we were able to connect. We were able to find things to talk about. We were able to just meet each other and see each other. And that was a blessing, a blessing I didn't even know I was creating, but I was. And it was through this blog world that I actually started to find art retreats. And that was also another huge turning point in my life. The very first one I attended was Squamart's workshops, and it really opened my eyes that creativity comes in all shapes, all sizes, all forms, and that there's space for everyone, even if you're doing the same kind of thing. Because at that retreat, there were photographers and painters and writers and everything mixed together. and cheering each other on, which just blew me away. There wasn't this competitive side of like, oh, well, you're a photographer and I'm a photographer. We're not going to talk to each other. We're going to compete with each other. No, it was, I love what you're doing. Keep doing it. And I want to see more of what you're also doing. And that blew me away because I always felt like there wasn't enough space for everyone that like what's out there is out there. And really what more could somebody add? My goodness, that is a thousand percent not true. There is space, so much space for everyone. Think about what you want to do, what you're drawn to, what really lights you up. And maybe when you're thinking about it, you think of someone else and they're doing sort of the same thing. And so you start to compare, right? And you start to think, oh, I can't do it. They're already doing it. Or I can't do it. Who's going to be attracted to me? She already has the whole audience. Let me tell you, that is not true because you present a unique side of it. It's who you are is what attracts people. And so you're going to be very different 
than somebody who might be doing something similar because of your approach, because of your tone, just your personality makes it unique. So know that there's space, there's space for all of that. And I really saw that at Squam and it opened up my eyes. And coming home from that, I got excited about creativity. I got excited about knowing that my world didn't just have to be this grind of going to work and coming home and going to work and coming home. There could be more to it. There could be passions and excitements that light me up and these little like things that I can do that just bring me joy, but I need to choose them and I need to find them. And so I started exploring and I explored painting and I explored photography. I explored everything except writing because it always felt like in the back of my head, I'm like, nope, that's not my thing. Like, yeah, I loved it as a kid and it was fun to do, but that's not my thing. So I'm going to hunt now to find my thing. And still I kept writing, you know, I always had my journals. They were always right next to me, tucked in, in my bag, wherever I went. And I continued down that path of just writing for writing because it was something that I did. It was something in my blood. And then I went to another retreat hosted by Liz Lamaru called the Be Present Retreat. And since this was not my first retreat, I was way more comfortable showing up and attending because I kind of knew what to expect. And I couldn't wait to be there. I couldn't wait to be surrounded by just supportive, loving, creative women. And some of the attendees from Squam were going to be at her Be Present Retreat. So I already knew some people. So that also brought a level of comfort. And so for that retreat, I created a little zine. And if you're not familiar with it is, and I'm probably even saying the word wrong, but it's just like a little book. So I um, made it actually in PowerPoint (laughs) and folded it together and stapled it and brought it with me. And I had one copy for everyone who was there. And I gave that book out. There was one night where we were all sitting around and just sharing about who we were. And I was holding on to these books like all weekend. Like I wanted to find the perfect moment to give them because it was nerve wracking. Like this was again, it was almost like my journals. It was my heart on the page. And now I'm going to hand it to you and you're going to have it. And what is that going to feel like? And so that one night when we were gathered around and it was towards the end of the retreat. So everyone was more comfortable with each other and knew each other. I gave out my book. And what I didn't realize is that people at the time were going to open it up and start reading. I thought they would just take it, you know, bring it back to their rooms with them. But no, like right in front of me, they were going through the pages, reading my words, calling out some of their favorite lines. And It was a surreal experience because I was in this house with this group of women that were so loving and supportive and they were reading my words and they were reflecting back the goodness in there. And I remember thinking to myself, like, take this in because I know what you want to do right now. You want to just deflect it and say like, oh, no, 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 like I can't, but take this moment in. And realize what's happening. Realize the impact your words are making 
on others and just savor this, savor this moment. And it was, it was hard. It was challenge, you know, to really be present there and to take in the good words, right? And how, why, why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we push away the goodness, you know? But it was pretty powerful. And I still hold on to that moment today of really seeing firsthand people processing my words and just embracing them and loving them. And I couldn't believe it. One of the women actually even said, I have your first book, Jen, right here. I'm holding your first book. And it blows my mind when I think about it now, because I'm in the process of writing a book and I forget, right? Like I already did it. I think, I don't know how to write a book. I don't know what to do, but no, like that little zine, zine, whatever, that was your very first book. That was it. You've done this before. You got this. Like just show up, just put in the work because you know how to do it. And at that retreat, I also met a wonderful artist, Mindy Lacefield, who just, she has the most beautiful, authentic, radiant energy. And her paintings are just filled with so much joy. So please, I'll put a link to her below because she is absolutely fabulous. And her words, sorry, my words really resonated with her and she brought it into her art. And it, it just blew me away because after that retreat, like she would just write to me telling me like how much my words just are inspiring her to keep painting and to find different ways to paint. And she ended up um, getting an article published in a magazine and included one of my poems with it, which blew me away that I would inspire an artist and like my words would come together with that. And it was unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Like what can happen when you're willing to put yourself out there, when you're willing to show up at these types of events, right? Like going to a retreat is a really big step. You're making a commitment. You're making a financial commitment for sure. You're making a commitment to yourself to really be putting yourself out there and stepping into an environment that you don't really know what's going to happen. You don't know who else is showing up. You don't know if you're going to be happy when you get there or if you're going to be like, yikes, what did I just get myself into? But we just put ourselves out there and Mindy and I connected in this way and it was really amazing. And it was actually at that Be Present retreat after watching, you know, the room, read my words. The next day I walked down to the sand and I wrote writer because I just needed to see it. I needed to just reinforce with myself like, yes, like this is what you are. This is who you are meant to be. Embrace it. But how, how hard it is, right, to call myself that. And I go back and I look at my roots. I look at my childhood. Like I was always drawn to that. That was always my thing. Why was I always seeking other things, right? Why was I looking at photography? Why was I looking at painting? Why was I doing everything else except the thing I was meant to be doing? And it was almost like I had to explore. I had to go through all of that to be able to find myself back to me and to really see that the writing is my thing. And I always felt like because it came easy to me 
that that it couldn't be like what I was meant to do had to be hard. What I was meant to do had to be a struggle. But oh, no, like, why do we put ourselves against this wall and make it so much harder than it has to be? It doesn't have to be a struggle. If there's something that you love to do and it comes easy to you, embrace it, go for it, enjoy it. Don't say it's not your thing because it comes easy. Know that it probably is a thousand percent your thing because it's coming easy to you. Because it's just who you are. It's in you. It's part of your DNA. And then so from there, I started teaching online journaling classes, which was awesome because it really gave me the opportunity to introduce people to the magical world of journaling and support them through this process. Because I believe so strongly that journaling is just a gift that you give yourself allowing that blank page to catch whatever you're throwing at it and to process whatever's coming up and to just really be getting it out of you because you don't have to hold on to it. Because when we hold on to it, that's when it just weighs us down. And so doing that teaching was amazing and I loved it. And my blog became like this on again, off again kind of thing, but I never fully let it go. It was always still there lingering, you know? And then I began also working one-on-one with people in my soul fuel sessions. And this really had writing as its backbone because of how strongly I believe in it, where I would send um, the individual I was working with written letters just for them about kind of what's going on with them and different ideas and exercises to help support them on their journey and to kind of push them past where they might not believe they could go or to just experience something different. And it was great to be able to dive in deep through the writing and to really connect in that way. And I also feel like it also provides this safe boundary where you can explore a little deeper without feeling that intense vulnerability of like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can go so far into this because the the page is between you. And you have almost like this little security blanket where you can really dive in deep without having to just show it all. And those soul fuel sessions have been amazing. And what has the transformation that has happened with people has also been incredible. And I mean, I believe in writing so much, but then it blows my mind when like it happens for other people, right? Because you, you think like, I don't know. Is it just me? No, like it happens for anyone who shows up on the page. And I see that now even more and more in the online Zoom classes that I teach every Monday night where we just gather in a Zoom room and I share a little bit and then I provide three writing prompts. We write for about seven to eight minutes. We regroup. There's an opportunity for people to share. And then we do that two more times. And I have to tell you, I am blown away each week about what comes up for people with the writing prompts and their willingness to just get it down on the page and also to share it with the group. And it's in that sharing where so much magic happens because we realize like, oh, what you're feeling, I have felt too. What you're going through, I totally understand. And it resonates. And we just see that we're not alone. We are all in this 
together. And the page just gives you that space to process it. It gives you that space to say, hey, this happened to me, but I don't have to carry it with me. I can work through it. I can let it out and I can continue to move on. I can continue to grow. I continue to become. And knowing that like we're doing it every week, right? Like there's an opportunity for you to show up every single week and spill open, really get you into this groove of getting it out and get you into this groove of knowing that I have a place to go where I can release it. I don't need to carry it with me. And so those classes are still ongoing every Monday night. Also, the Soul Fuel sessions are still open. If you're interested, please drop me a note. Join us in the Zoom room. Like it's been absolutely amazing. And so you see, like it's been a journey. Like I started as a kid where I just wrote because that was my thing. And I went through and struggled, like trying to call myself a writer. And still, you know, those doubts come in. There's this imposter syndrome. syndrome. There's this thinking, oh, it's too late to write a book, right? Like how many times do we think whatever you want to do? Oh, it's too late. Like I can't do the now. It's, it's too late. Uh, no, <laughs> like let's just erase that thought immediately because it is not too late. You can begin anything, anytime. It is never too late. And I also think, you know, all this self-doubt of like, well, my writing style is so different. My cadence is different. Who's really going to resonate? or accept like what I have to say. And again, we need to drop those thoughts too, because the people who are meant to be drawn to you will be drawn to you. And you're not writing a book or doing something for everyone. You're doing it for you and you're putting it out there and you're just being yourself. And that's what's so, so important. And we just really need to learn like to stand in who we are, to embrace it and to know that Whatever it is that is your thing, whatever it is that is your gift, you have to give it to the world. The world needs it. And not even as like this big, grand, amazing thing, but just as you being you standing in the world, that's what's needed. And knowing that and feeling it and sharing it. Because it's through that that you will invite others in and you will be able to connect and be able to just, oh, to just open this door like I did when I started my blog that I never, I didn't even know that door needed to be open. You know, I was okay standing in the corner, being shy and watching everything, but not engaging. I didn't know what, what it felt like to be on the other side of that, to be sharing myself with others, to be connecting, to be really engaged. And the, what an amazing feeling that is. But it only happened by me unearthing who I was and coming back to myself and just embracing and loving and adoring who that person is. Faults and all, because of course there are also those faults, right? But that's what makes us human. That's what makes us amazing. And so this week, I want you to just kind of tap into you. What has your journey been like? Go back to that time when you were super small. What were you drawn to? What excited you? What did you do regardless of if people were watching or not? Like when you were that young, like what really made you excited? And you know, I love to give a writing prompt, of course. 
each week. And so this one, it's really going to be about claiming yourself, tuning in to yourself and embracing that person. And so you're going to start with the words, I am, and just go from there. And even if like something comes up and you're like doubting what that is, you know, like maybe you want to say, I am a writer, but you're like, oh, no, not really. Put it down. Like absolutely put it down with conviction. Put it down as as if you are because you are. And just drop the self-doubt for now as you're going through the prompt and really get it down on paper. I am. Who are you? Get it down there. See it in writing. Because when you see it in writing, it also becomes way more real. So see it and feel it and become it and know it. Know who you are and stand in that most glorious, amazing person because, oh, it is amazing. And I know it's hard for you to see it. It's hard for you to embrace that. But I am here to tell you, it is so needed. It is so beautiful. It is so radiant. Stand in who you are. Continue your journey of finding who you are. And know that you can always keep becoming. And you are so deeply loved. And if you ever doubt yourself, just step into the Soul Circle community for even a second. And you will feel the love and you will feel the goodness because we were all over there supporting one another and cheering each other on through all the journeys of life. And all of our journeys look different, but they're all rooted in the same feelings and emotions, joy, sadness, disappointment, happiness, like all of us, that's, we all feel that no matter what it looks like, right? Oh, I thank you so much for joining me here for another episode. It's just wonderful to know that we're in this together. We don't have to do it alone. Again, book club starts today, the artist way, please pop over to the community space and join us. It's going to be a, a, such a great Great adventure together. I'm really looking forward to it. And also join the community space. Say hello. And I'll be back next Sunday. And I look forward to talking with you again. Have a wonderful week and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.